Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for AZ Adopt Podcast. Over the past year and a half that we have done this, these podcasts, we've spoken frequently about abortion. And the reason that we've covered aspects, issues, articles, news on abortion is because Abortion is one of adoption's biggest competitors. When people are experiencing an unplanned or undesired pregnancy, they look at options. And parenting is one, adoption is another. And unfortunately for some, abortion is yet a third option. Mm -hmm. And so because we are strong proponents of adoption, we have to look and see what we have to navigate to make adoption as successful as possible. So in doing so, when there are obstacles that come up, uh, like funding for abortions or things like that, we pay special and close attention to that. And we want to bring awareness to the issue so that our listeners can understand you know, where things lie within our country. This is not meant or aimed to be a a political stance or viewpoint. It is just to convey information that we feel is very important and impedes adoptions. And so because we want adoptions to be successful and, and grow in number and thrive and build families, any obstacle or opposition to adoption, we want to address and bring knowledge forth. So that being said, there was an article uh, this morning that absolutely blew my mind. The Washington Secrets columnist Paul Bettard drafted an article that said Planned Parenthood illegally took 83 million in coronavirus stimulus. And senators addressed this and actually wrote a letter, which Ron, I believe you're going to read at the end of, of the podcast. Absolutely. And I think that this is important for us to talk about because Planned Parenthood is known as the largest entity within our country of providing abortions. They're an abortion provider along. I do understand that they offer other services as well. But from my understanding, that is their biggest hub. That is their big service that they do provide. 
is abortions. And so take out the, the Democrat versus Republican aspect of this. This is a humanitarian issue and this is a life issue. We're talking about lives, lives of babies. And what I found so unbelievable was that the Small Business Association provided this money, the Payment Protection Program money, after telling Planned Parenthood affiliates that they weren't eligible for the money and demanded that it be returned. I don't, I guess I don't understand. I don't, you know, it was for small businesses. I, I don't know on what scale Planned Parenthood thought they were a small business. So the way I see it, I mean, obviously, this money is supposed to go to small businesses, quote unquote. It prohibited business organizations with more than 500 employees, whereas Planned Parenthood has 16,000 employees. And I think it's unconscionable that they continue to get this money. And then when they're asked to return it, only some of them do. Right. And, and assets, their, their assets are valued at $2 billion. I don't call that a small business. And I, I've always been against the government giving money to organizations that are obviously so politically aligned that, I mean, that's my money going to Planned Parenthood, my tax money. And I find that disgusting. I wouldn't want to, I heard recently that uh, the Joel Osteen organization got a bunch of this money. Now I was looking for it this morning and I couldn't find it because I was kind of running low on time. But if this is true, it's the same thing. They shouldn't be getting this money from the government when they're so obviously on politically one side. And 25 senators, 25 U.S. senators signed this letter that you're going to be reading here in a little Uh bit in opposition of, you know, what has happened. And, you know, I don't know if, if when they were given the money, if it was an oversight Understandably, those happen, but yet when they happen, they're expected to be paid back. I know that there were some entities that received uh, monies that were not deemed eligible afterwards, and they returned the money in good faith. Right. And so I think that is is very honorable. And I guess it really concerns me that right now, as a nation, we're being guided in the opposite direction of where we were going. We're coming so far into the preservation of life. And now it seems like we're, we're kind of drifting, you know, drifting backwards. Right. And so when you give an entity that supports a termination of life, $83 million, mm. that's not going to have a positive effect on the preservation of life under any circumstances. And again, I understand clearly, you know, Planned Parenthood does not solely do abortions. I understand they offer other services as well. Right. And. But that is their main focus. Right. I mean, it can't be denied that that is what they're known for. Right. And I know the movie that came out um, a couple of years ago about an ex uh, Planned Parenthood uh, director, and and I guess again the purpose of today is is not to be standing on a, a you know a political box and and shouting with a bullhorn. It is really to just bring awareness of what's happening around us. Right. And as an adoption community, it is our responsibility to be knowledgeable, be educated. And if we feel it is just to have a voice, 
and 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 say, you know what, I don't agree with this, or I, I wanna I wanna understand more. I want I feel like this needs to be more transparent on on the side of you know because the, again, as taxpayers, we are going to be the ones you know paying back all the stimulus money, Absolutely. and so I think that it's really important that that we really understand what's going on. You know, for, for families out there who are trying desperately to build their own families and they're trying to become mothers and fathers, I'm sure this is devastating because this is a huge obstacle and roadblock to what their life goal may be. And so again, I just, I, I really want to bring awareness to, to this. I really think that we as an adoption community need to, to unite and stand together and uh, fight for the right for adoptions. Well, one of the big arguments I've heard for years, and people throw this up there who are um, pro-abortion or or whatever it is, oh, who's going to raise that child? You? And I'm thinking there are thousands and thousands of you know, want to be parents who would love to raise that child. That's what the adoption industry is. So I think that's just a straw man argument of, oh, are you going to do it if if this birth mother can't? And I'm thinking yeah, there's a lot of people who can options. and want to. There's so many options. Mm -hmm. You know, there are so many, so many laws within. Um, and again, a lot of them are state laws where, you know, when you, when you have an abortion, you don't have to disclose it to the birth mother. You don't have to, in some states, um, get consent if you're a minor. There are some, so, you know, we're, we're cutting out people who may want to be, you know, involved in this said child's life. Right. And so I think that, I think that again, that we need to really stop and, and, and look at what's around us. And, you know, we've talked before about mindfulness mm -hmm. and, and this is a really good example of where we as humans need to be mindful of, of what's happening around us instead of just, you know, scrolling down the news and, and seeing headlines and really just be mindful of what's happening around us. Right. So I, I think it's important. Again, this is not meant to be a political view on any level. This is just meant to convey information. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, I would wonder, because obviously uh, just the last episode, I believe it was, we talked about how COVID has impacted the adoption industry over the past year um, and how there, there have been fewer birth mothers coming in. Where are all the birth mothers? And it does make me wonder what has happened on the abortion side of this equation? You know, has that gone up? Has that stayed the same? Right. What the is... statistics to my knowledge have not come out on that yet. And that right. is a really good point that you just brought up. I would say that that is a strong possibility because they have, you know, they, there was the big fight uh, about nine months ago of whether or not uh, abortions were considered a necessity mm -hmm. from the medical standpoint. And one of the deterrents of a birth mother getting an abortion is funding. She doesn't have enough funding. I've had many, many birth mothers come in and say, I couldn't afford an abortion. And so this is my other option. And, you know, with stimulus money and with, you know, unemployment monies and stuff, they would have more funds available. So that very well could be a factor mm -hmm. into the birth mothers. It's a good point. I think that we'll know 
probably next year when the statistics come out. Right, right. Yeah, I, it just made me curious. Yeah, I think that that's a, a very strong possibility. Again, we'll have to look at the birth rates. Uh, we'll have to look at the number of adoptions and the number of abortions and really kind of try to weigh out and hypothesize what this really is. So I, I thank you very much for in advance reading the, the letter uh, written on behalf of the senators. And I hope this again just brings awareness. And here's the March 25th, 2021 letter to Isabel Guzman, Administrator of the United States Small Business Administration. It says, Dear Administrator Guzman, we write to request an investigation concerning how affiliates of the Planned Parenthood Federation of America, Planned Parenthood, a national organization with central control over its affiliates, which has nearly $2 billion in assets and over 16,000 employees nationwide, are continually able to obtain loans through the Paycheck Protection Program. When Small Business Administration rules and guidance has made it clear that they are ineligible for such funds. Since the original authorization of the PPP, 38 Planned Parenthood affiliates have received over $83 million in taxpayer funds meant for small business relief. According to the longstanding SBA affiliation rules, which state that entities are affiliated when one controls or has the power to control the other or a third party or parties controls or has the power to control both. Planned Parenthood, which operates in governance and practice as an affiliated group, is ineligible for these loans. Following press reports in 2020 that Planned Parenthood affiliates had still applied for and received PPP funds contrary to the letter of the law, SBA sent letters to the 38 affiliates who had received funding instructing these groups to return the funding. According to the most recently available data, seven affiliates did so, but the remaining 31 affiliates kept the received funding despite receiving notice that they had received such funds illegally. Of those 31, two affiliates actually applied and received received a second draw from the program for a combined $3.6 million when additional funding was appropriated. It is unconscionable that SBA continues to approve PPP loans made to organizations which are clearly ineligible for the funding. This is unacceptable not only because SBA, like other agencies, must be faithful and responsible steward to the taxpayer dollars, but also because continuing to make funds available to Planned Parenthood affiliates is in direct violation of the law. We urge that the SBA promptly open an investigation into how those loans were made in clear violation of the applicable affiliation rules and if Planned Parenthood, relevant lenders, or staff at the SBA knowingly violated the law and the appropriate legal action be taken if so. On March 25, 2021, U.S. Congress took action to extend the PPP until June 30, 2021. We're concerned that this extension will give remaining Planned Parenthood affiliates time to illegally legally obtain funds from the program as the SBA has yet to take action on the issue. We will continue to monitor the situation and vigilantly demand an investigation. Moving forward, the SBA must ensure that the agency upholds both the letter of the law and the intent of Congress in implementing this critical program to protect America's small businesses. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can reach us on our toll-free number at 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and help you get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan, or just give you more information. 
Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Raines, and we'll see you then.